Welcome to a pretty important edition. Also, the season finale edition of the Bloom Naughty Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Bond. Joined alongside me, as always, Seth Varnador. And stepping in for the absent Robert Stieg, our beautiful podcast producer, Anthony Vito. Guys, I mean, who, does anyone really care about the game? It seems like everybody in the uh, we've had a, a boatload of comments since uh, just before we went live. Does anyone really care that USF finishes one and eleven? They lost once again in the War of an I four the final time. Lord willing, we ever see that trash ass school from Oviedo. My, <laughs> you said Oviedo, and I heard Oviedo. Uh, my vocal cords care because I destroyed them that day and that was i swear at that fumble when they got the score touchdown went ahead they got the fumble i thought i was gonna have a heart attack i've never been that like overwhelmed with the two-point conversion in 2017 too that was just one of those like oh my goodness but then i knew exactly what was about to happen there's a lot of sports happening in that moment. there was it was a whole there's a whole lot of sports happening in that moment and I mean, we can get into the nitty gritty of the the three rushes on the final. Does it really, in the grand scheme of things, matter? This no. team is one eleven. It finishes the year as, as the literal plus, and by a lot of metrics, the offense was exciting at times. Through three, still pretty pretty consistent. And play. You're going a little robot here. You might want to go video off. All right. How, how's now? Great. Perfect. We'll figure it out. Uh, You're good. Um, yeah. Uh, no one. No one cares. Am I? Okay. Good. No one. Literally, no one cares about this season. Yeah. Nobody wants. To it talk. was over in September. It was over with once again fourteen forty six left in the first quarter against BYU. We knew, we knew, <laughs> we knew and that was it. It was over. It was over with after that. Um, the defense never the got problems uh, on defense better. never got fixed. You did get a thousand yard rusher. <laughs> we they're, did they're, get a thousand yard so rusher. Um, I got the closest good, on the so final we'll game prediction. That I mean, that's you know, there's big stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I uh Yeah, ended the season yeah, with a different yeah. starting quarterback than you started again. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that, that quarterback was, just... was pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh man. Uh, let's Okay, so we'll hit the highlights and then we will uh I want to do a quick snapshot of our predictions from the beginning of the year and then folks most of this podcast is going to be about the coaching, the coaching search. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a cluster, but highlights. Brian Batie becomes the sixth 1000 yard rusher in program history with 1186. Um, I think he finishes with eight touchdowns on the season. Um, I think that's like top 15 uh, in program history. His 6.73 yards per carry is uh, in a season is like fourth all time behind like Quentin Flowers and Marlon Mack, like in pretty good company. Um, 
the other thousand yard rushers in the program history, Quinn Flowers, Marlon Mack, Andre Hall, Ryan Batie, Jordan Cronkright, and uh, Dylan McMillan, I believe it was the the, the sixth. Um, so pretty heralded company. And I think he's probably pretty high up there on uh, all-purpose yards as well. Yes. I'd imagine he's near the top there. I think I might have seen somebody say he might have the record, but I haven't looked that up myself. So uh, pretty good year. Pretty good year. And we discussed at the beginning of the season, um, maybe not all production, returning production is good production. Um, that wasn't the case with the offensive line. I don't know where this offensive line is uh, without Brad Cecil, Meech Harris playing on like one foot. Um, you know, Donovan Jennings being where he was for most of the season until he got hurt. Uh, Trey Jacobs was just such a find by this yeah. coaching staff and the development uh, of him flip, being able to flip to the left side and being very competent. We we knew in fall camp they were switching back and forth depending on who the quarterback was during camp. Um, so there's that. Um, Daryl McMillan. I I knew Dylan McMillan sounded way too rhymy. Um, that sounded very funny and silly. <laughs> Ooh, south yeah. the southeast the southeast Seminoles. Oh, so um, they had some dudes back in the mid late nineties. So I was really proud of the offensive line. Um, Mike Lofton, Daryl Bailey, those guys who stepped in on the right side were very, very competent. Dustin Hall. Um, it was such a, it was, again, it's such a fun offense to watch. Um, Xavier Weaver, even though he sat out the last two games um, for reasons that are still a head scratcher to, to some people. Um, Finished with like 700 and something yards. Didn't crack a thousand yards. 718 um, in nine games. 718 in nine games. He missed what the Louisville game as well. Missed half a game, I think, in uh, the game prior. Um, so there, there's the good. Byron Brown looked fantastic in his two starts. Um, and that's We'll discuss like, the transfer portal. We'll go. We'll go there and just kind of go downhill. Uh, Jimmy Horn in the portal. Uh, Seth, I think you mentioned like three weeks ago that um, even though Vince Vincent Davis was uh, a coach and medically retired, maybe he enters the portal and because he's going to try to get cleared by someone else, and he got cleared and is eligible to play for one more year. Um, so he's going to enter the portal. Um, who else? Antonio Greer uh, only played three games this year. He'll have an extra year. He's entering the portal. Uh, Daquan Evans is entering the portal. Holden Willis is entering the portal. Um, I, I would, by all accounts, it seems like Xavier Weaver is also going to be entering the portal. I don't think he has officially, but you said the last two games to protect yourself. It seems like you are going to be entering the portal. Um, so there's that. Yeah, it certainly seemed that way. I, I think it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit different if you play all 11, I think 
or all 12, like Horn played every game he was healthy, and then you enter the portal. I I don't think, and I, I tweeted out as such, you know, when you don't have a head coach and you're not sure who's going to get hired, it's it's a smart move if you have some value, like a guy like Horn does, to get in the portal, get options, and then see who gets hired. Because if you wait too long, spots fill up, right? So it's right. not uh, – and then the other part of it is if, if you know, whoever the coaches that get hired, and we'll talk about those shortly, um, whoever that is, Horn can come back out if, if it's somebody that fits with him and he's got a chance. So I these, all these guys, you know, we said it when Jeff Scott got fired, they could enter the portal, but um, we thought that they would wait because you have a 30-day window if your coach is fired. The 30-day window, um, the end of the season was inside that window. So we thought you'd, we would get a ton of guys in the portal after the season was over, and you're right. starting to see that. So I, 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 this is not unexpected, and some of these guys will be gone, but some will be back too, and then always the portal works both ways. So, One question for you, just to piggyback off that, does waiting – so if everyone knew they are going to the portal, maybe it's all just – getting the graphics and getting your paperwork in, but not doing it immediately after. Is there any uh, possibility that some of these players maybe know or have an inkling or is that all just procedural? I don't know. I I thought, and then I heard somebody, um, I can't remember who, somebody thought they, they'd kind of heard from coaches that maybe this was what was happening. That I think after the season, after Jeff Scott got fired, they went to the players and said, Hey, finish the season, stay out of the portal. You can get in the portal as soon as the season's over, but let's finish out the season. And then you guys can jump in immediately after. Um, and uh, I think that seems to be what's happening. I, I don't know. I, I it's, it would seem by what, you know, some of us have heard from parents that I would imagine that parents and players are getting a, a rundown of when a hire will be made or at least kind of what the process is. So they do have that mm-hmm. information. So they are armed with that information to get in the portal if they'd like to. Uh, so I, I think the, I think like Michael Kelly is communicating with parents and players about the process. So I don't know if they know who it's going to be, but they probably have a pretty good idea of when it's going to happen. Yeah. And with, uh, you know, that December 5th, I mean, self-imposed deadline ish, by Michael Kelly on the coaching hire. I mean, we're, we're really winding down. We're less than a week away um, with the conference championship game starting, uh, starting on Friday in the, in the pac 12 and then through Saturday and the weekend. Um, I think we'll see a lot more movement. I really, uh, honestly, I really do think Luke fickle taking the Wisconsin job really threw a wrench into some plans and put a lot of things in a holding pattern just to see how everything else shook out. Liberty came open. So now you've got a, a pretty, I mean, they've got some deep pockets at Liberty University and, and they're not afraid to spend it. So now you've got that opening. Um, it seems like Georgia Tech is, is they're going to go with Brent Key. Tulane's not going to. Yeah. Uh, Tulane, Willie Fritz is going to stay at Tulane. So those two are kind of off the board, but there's still some other openings. Um, did Colorado hire someone? Uh, unless it happened while we were on, I don't think so. Not yet. So they're they're still open. Um, UNLV, honestly, surprisingly came open. That'll be another one that I think I is. Think uh, that'll be another one that's kind of a G five that's Royal. coveted. 
you're going a little you're going a little robot here nathan right but, Royo had a didn't have a bad year either that was a surprise just it's uh, it'd be- yeah I think, um, Nate, you might want to jump out and come back in. I think that at UNLV, they want to be a big player. The recruiting was kind of going down. I think they've got some guys that um, have some money. So they may be, they may kind of want to make a splash. There's some names that have been thrown out with that job that are pretty interesting. Um, so I, I think they're going to be kind of wanting to make a, move, uh, a big move there. Yeah, I think Maybe, so as well. Um, it's 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 a interesting uh, dynamic, but I like I said, I think that Cincinnati thing really really screwed up a lot of plans for for Michael Kelly and, and the bunch. Um, bro, just I don't know what to tell you, man. I am hardwired in. I've got I have I don't know what's going on, um, but we'll figure it out. As always, uh, you know, the season slogged along, so my internet slowed down. I don't know. Maybe there's too many things on the on the Wi-Fi, and so it's it's draining it. I don't know. Um, any any who's it's. Let's just get to the thing that everybody cares about. You know what? Um, we'll we'll talk about the the season uh, previews later. But I mean, it's at the top of everybody's mind. Jamie Chadwell, Deion Sanders seems to be the top two for this job. Um, allegedly, and I use this term very loosely, um, because this guy keeps doing it to y'all. Allegedly, Dion was on campus today, uh, on a Tuesday when there's a, I think they have a, the swag championship game is this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, they play Saturday. Seems, seems unlikely to me. I don't know. That's just... I'll mention I was also on campus today and I did not see Dion. Well, there, so, you go. there you go. <laughs> but myth busted. So it seems like that was all full of crap. But hey, what do I know? Bob Stoops has done a really good job at Florida State. You got to give Bob Stoops credit for the job he's done since becoming the head coach in 2019. He's been fantastic. And I mean, it's John Gruden's job if he wants it. He is 1A. The boosters are behind him. He's interested. It's not his job. He's just interested. He's, not, he's just interested. Not, you're right. You're he's right. just interested and he's got some big boosters behind him. He's he's not. And he's not. I just, he didn't say he was a front runner. He just said, you know, there's legitimate smoke behind it. There's There was legitimate smoke behind it. Okay? That's true. And I will. I'll. I'll die on this hill that there is legitimate smoke behind it. Um, if you, if I could, if you guys could, you could see the eyes rolling in the back of my head. Um, it's un unreal, unreal. Um, that this keeps happening. It's these random guys. This is gonna be so inside baseball. It's not even funny. It's the random people who are on the fringe of actually covering stuff. I just start spouting things off because they know someone who knows someone. And, and there's also like an element of if you're like, if you're just trying to create, you know, you need content. Well, if I put out that this deal is 90% done and then it doesn't happen, well, now I get to talk how USF blew it. They had it wrapped up, they blew it. And now I got something else to talk about afterwards. So it's kind of a win win. 
Classic radio. Also, that 10% could be, you know, the person signing the paperwork. Hey, we built the contract. It's 90% done in DocuSign. Yeah. But that, you know, important little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, some of these I think are, uh, you built some of these up. So you're, you're good either way. If you, if you nail it, you're the you're first one there. Awesome. You're the man. If it's wrong, well, they, they screwed it up. They had it and they screwed it up. So let me talk about how they screwed it up. It wasn't me just going out half cocked and not really knowing what's happening. It was on, it was their fault. Real big Ferris Bueller vibes of my best friend's sister's boyfriend heard from a guy who from a girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 flavors last night. It must be pretty serious. Like <laughs> John Gruden's courtside at the men's basketball games. What else is he there for? <laughs> I mean, I it it's it's it just really it frustrates me to no end because uh, and, and I, I the the fans you guys are absolutely excited. You want some news and you jump all over it because hey man, this is this is the, this is going to happen. It's this guy. This person's tweeting it out. Maybe he has a blue check mark. Maybe he paid for it. Maybe it was legitimate. It's why it's really honestly why we've kind of gotten out of the the rumors game. I was texting with someone. Um, I was DMing with someone last night uh, who does multiple. He's involved in you know sussing out multiple coaching searches nationally. I'm like, I bro, I, I'm so over one. I don't understand how you can do multiple. And he's like, I'll sleep in January, maybe. I don't know. I I can't do it. It's not. It's not fun. It's not. It's it's really not fun. Just because uh, nobody knows anything, and Michael Kelly's done a very good job of making sure that nobody knows anything unless they are absolutely inside the inner circle, and those people are tough nuts to crack. I promise you that. And uh, I'll say it again: when I I was the one that put out that tweet about JP Peterson uh, today, uh, saying you guys are really going to trust this guy. I can almost guarantee Brett McMurphy is going to be the one. That breaks the news on the hire. I can just tell you that with certainty. Every time. If it's not him, something went askew because his guy didn't tell him in enough time. Uh, yeah. And um, I've seen this a couple of times. So they've, they've somewhat created a perfect storm here, or uh, the internet has created a perfect storm and, and that you started hearing rumors of a Monday meeting. Monday meeting didn't happen. So everyone's on edge thinking it could happen. Then you get the tweet about who's, who's, Oh my gosh. That's who's beautiful, ready to, beautiful tweet. Yeah. Who's oh. ready to, you know, who, who's ready to find out who the USF head coaches or whatever the tweet was, which I mean, <laughs> Hashtag horns up, baby. Is like, you know, for what we've heard, it's supposed to be followed up with so are we or, you know, something to that effect, but it, the follow up never happened. So it made it even worse. Um, so you get that coupled with, you know, oh, there's, you know, there's a Monday eight o'clock announcement on Monday morning. And then that, and then this tweet comes out today. And then people start to, because there's not really much getting out, like you said, people start to kind of, you know, put the puzzle together themselves. And, it can lead to, you know, I think if it's not one of these top two guys that everyone's been talking about, it's going to, it's going to land with a thud, right? Like it's, <laughs> it, it's, it would have to be somebody way out of left field that nobody's really even mentioned 
that would have to come in here. If, if you if you don't get one of these guys, you set yourself up for whoever you get to just, you know, go over like a like a fart in church. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna end well. Yeah, it, it really isn't, and it's kind of put Michael Kelly in the kind of a awkward position, right? Because he <laughs> he really can't say anything be, because. Uh, both of the, I mean, if your top two candidates are sitting head coaches, so he can't say one way or the other. Yeah, it's these guys. Um, we've heard there are some other guys, right? There, that once once currently coaching, and a couple are not coaching presently. Um, so it's a little bit easier to kind of maneuver around those guys. Um, I just. At this point, just wait until the official press release and don't get yourself worked up over anything. It, it's going to save yourself so much time and heartache. And like Seth, I know you love a good coaching search, but man, this oh, is draining. This is draining, man. I love a good wide coaching search. It's it's a lot more narrowed down now, and it, that's not as fun because then you're just waiting for something to happen. Like the last week was a lot of fun when you started hearing it could be this guy, and I'm like, oh, oh now we're now we're getting down, and it still hasn't happened. You're kind of like, all right, well. Uh, you know what's happening here? Well, you start thinking, ooh, schematically, how does this work? Who, who how is yeah. this going to happen? Oh, look at this guy. That that'll be fun. Now it's, uh, but uh, yeah, who knows? It's <laughs> if you have to wait till after those games, that's a long time. It is Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah. a long week, and it's the 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 first week back after Thanksgiving. Everybody's kind of dragging ass at work, and you're like, I don't want to be here. I want to be sitting on the couch doing literally anything else. And I, I really, I it gets it. Um, and then Eric, I, I know you're saying when the school trolls the fans, it's definitely, it's definitely going to get us the bite on rumors. And man, that, that is a story I'll tell eventually. But that tweet is quite possibly the funniest thing that's ever <laughs> happened at USF. And there's been a lot of funny things happening at USF behind the scenes that it, like, that's art it was art and the fact that they they just had to leave it up there because the backlash of taking it down would have been so much worse than what they got even tweeting it out in the first place and uh, the engagement was great though i mean there's a lot yeah. of engagement on that post the ratio <laughs> hashtag engagement i mean they they had what 300 retweets and i think like 270 of them were quote retweets going <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> who is it tell us stop There's doing this a lot of quote tweets oh my goodness it was it was I, it was truly remarkable i kept thinking of the that parks and rec um meme where it's like this is so beautiful i've been staring at it for five hours <laughs> just every time i look back at it and the numbers went up i was like this is just even better like just <laughs> noticing the horns up with the emoji i don't know the, the whole thing is just uh, uh, i love it, was, it love it gosh that's some uh that uh, just straight up artwork and uh, seth we've kind of we discussed both of their offenses on wednesday mm -hmm. uh, before thanksgiving we did a film room breakdown um it seems by all accounts jamie chowell he wants to bring his entire staff down if he goes anywhere which would theoretically include willie corn the corn man yeah he, we're trying to get him uh, he was on our offensive coordinator hot board, hot board. last <laughs> year. Really, more like a like a like a um, 
dream board or, or something like there's it's not really a there's no real information on it. it's just w- what i would like to see on some of it or what we would like to see so he was number one last year so hey we're just a little early on that one awesome and, and did you have jamie chadwall on your uh dream board this year too he was number one he was, <laughs> he number, was number one, one. number two was Dion sanders yep. come on yep i mean yep pay and pray baby that's that was the that was the title of that that part of right. our hot board that's right eric and it's it's shot it's shocking it i'll be it's shocking that we are right uh more often than we're not i'll be perfectly honest it surprises me um and you know kind of get sort of back to the season i guess the one eleven. like it, i got the amount of crap I got in August for saying this, there's a legit chance this team is one in six or one in seven before the bye week, whatever it happened to be. And that's exactly what they were. I, I promise you, I hate being right about that. Like I, it's, it's so frustrating, but you, 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 you kind of know it early on. And it, this God, <laughs> that's, true. that's true that's true Tim you can't hold anything back now um, it it was so frustrating every single every single one and I guess I want to do I, I do want to go over our season predictions and we'll kind of get back to the coaching search um, mostly because I was probably the most right and um, well I just like patting myself on the back because it's um, yeah I'll learn. I'll learn eventually. I always go real. I always lean to the positive end of my spectrum in the preseason. You really do every year. I'll I'll go negative one year, but I I I think I said last year it's that it's that meme of Goofy with the the face. I'll do it again. (laughs) That's gonna be me again next year. I'm gonna be really positive in the preseason. Yeah, I I literally put don't drink the Kool Aid, don't drink the Kool Aid, and put like five and seven, six and six, and I yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, I if if. You know, maybe maybe we should have known, but it certainly seemed like the defense wasn't going to be dead last in the country, right? So, top forty offense. I yeah, don't, like, you, are you, we said the offense would be that good. Is hard. How said, do you, like that's hard? We were half right. We thought the offense would be good, and they were very good. Uh, the defense was just so bad. bad. It was literally worse than last year, and we said just be bad and not horrific and you win five games and they're like mm, hold my beer Jeez. so steak picked six and six uh veto you picked six and six seth you picked five and seven I did. uh I was you going said over the four and a half you said howard and temple are locks in my mind well one of them <laughs> for sure uh well that's why, a, that's why that's why you got, got fired. fired yeah that's why yeah, you got that's... fired because it was a lock and you blew it somehow. And uh, you could also beat ECU. They were down 41 7 at halftime. Uh, Tulane. ECU, uh, but was ECU good? Was ECU really good this year? They, I think they were better than expected. Uh, didn't I think they were like 42 to nothing? Oh, yeah, but they also beat. I just, I, I think if you're, to me, like when, when I was looking at the preseason stuff, I'm like, okay. If I'm expecting Jeff Scott to stay here long term and be retained, th- these are games he should be winning. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I there's a bit of hurricane in there too, but I mean, I'm not gonna use that as an excuse. But ECU was was legitimately good, and I think Houston kind of. I just don't like if you're if it's your third year at USF and you have access to this kind of talent, you shouldn't be losing to ECU in your third year, especially not getting blown out. That was kind of the first kind of final one of the final nails in the coffin there. Yeah, they they started nailing uh, nailing the coffin shut there. Um, Nick went five and seven, six and six. And because I love to pat myself on the back, I said the Bulls have to win at least four games in 2022. Anything less. And that seat under Scott's bum is getting toasty. Well, folks, it was a little bit less than four. Uh, five wins is semi-realistic. If you squint your eyes and tilt your head, just so six wins is a pipe dream. Yes. So don't let Nathan fool you. He picked over on my show. I did. I did. Let's I not, did pick over. Uh, well, he was we, he was teetering. He was teetering on the edge of being very positive, but he made the right decision. We can't. They can't keep getting away with it. They can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> the defense very 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 poor. Very very poor. Um, let's see what other questions. Oh, was it? Would any receiver hit a thousand yards? Absolutely not. Um, defensive line. I, <laughs> Will it be better? No. Uh, technically, they had more sacks, right? Like statistically, never mind. They weren't worse. Well, I mean, I guess if <laughs> if the bar's the floor and you just stay on the floor, yeah. I mean, they might have been marginally better, but the other position groups got worse. Possibly, I don't know. They they did have more. Um, they did create a little more havoc this year, uh, but you still got ran through uh, pretty easily. Uh, yeah, there was like four defensive linemen for sure left. Right, uh, Rashawn Yates played, Eddie Kelly, um, Jonathan Ross, I think. Did I don't know if Tremel Logan played. Um, he played. Oh, he played. Was there. Oh, God. Was it uh, Jabril Glaze? Uh, yeah, he definitely is a player who joined the roster um, at some point during the season. And I don't think he ever stepped foot on the field. So there's that. Um, Jatorian Hansford. So there's that. He was He was a nice little... Addition. I'll, I'll give credit where it's due, but he's also gone this year. Um, and, I, and this may have been before we found out that you were going to be down a couple of guys. We may have known, but you also got down a couple of guys you thought were going to be uh, on the team there when we answered those questions. So that's another fact yeah, in there. That is. Well, I mean, James Ash never got in school. I think Pender was right. still technically Pender. on the roster at that point. Correct. 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 Um, so that that was tough. Um, but it, uh, looking forward, uh, because of the, the fluidity of the portal, uh, what will Dion or Jamie Chadwell inherit? Like, what, what are we really looking existence. at? Well, I, I think both of them could bring some of their own players with them. So that would be helpful. Uh, I believe Dion. So the interesting thing with Dion, I believe, uh, and this may be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure I saw it. Now it could, it's on his uh, Twitter, so it could be, 
you know. Uh, but I think he, they had the offensive player of the year in the SWAC. He was the coach of the year in the SWAC. They had the defensive player of the year in the SWAC, which I believe was a linebacker. And they had the freshman of the year in the SWAC, which was a receiver. I would think all those guys may come with them. So, and that doesn't include Travis Hunter, who if you if you got him to come with you, you know now now you're talking like you can make a pretty quick improvement because you have one of the best corners in the country possibly that right. can just lock down one side of the field for you. So that could change some things, right? If uh, if teams can't just bomb the ball over the top of your head con- constantly, that would probably help the defense a little bit. So I. I think uh, I've also heard that Coastal's got a really good nose tackle or a really good interior defensive lineman that's young that's would be looking to that might be looking to move this offseason. Uh so maybe he wants to join Chadwell if Chadwell gets mm-hmm. the job here, or but he might be going uh P five as well. But um both those guys have some talented dudes they could bring with them. So you might get some of that. Yeah, it you know, the thing with the the guys over at Jackson State, like the was it Travis, Travis Hunter, yeah, right. Um, some of those top guys who decide to go to the HBCU, partly because of Dion and partly because they want to, you know, rightly so, you know, get more prominence for HBCUs. Um, if Dion's gone, they're, I mean. Hunter could play literally anywhere in the country. So him following, but he could have done that at a high school too. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was the draw of the HBCU or if it was the draw of Dion. Right? You, I guess you'll find out. Yeah, I think it was a combination uh, of both. And if Dion's if not was, at the HBCU, yeah. maybe he goes and plays at a bigger school, which you can't fault him for it. I mean, maybe. I don't, but he's Jackson State's. I, they've. I know Dion's like put like a, a lot of money toward the locker room. There's still a lot of stuff that's not there. If your coach is gone, why why stay at somewhere where there isn't as many resources? And there one like I'm worried about what Jackson State's going to look like after Dion leaves. They'll like that, like what they looked like before, but maybe a little bit more investment. Just uh, I'd imagine, right? I mean, it depends on who they. I guess it depends on who they hire. But there's all kinds of different hurdles and things like that at that level, and that. Uh, you know, the where, where they're at in terms of just all the off the field stuff in terms of like administration, mm-hmm. ex, you know, support staff, that kind of stuff. Um, so who knows? But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it would seem that if you wanted to leave, you know, going to a place where you know the coach, I, I would imagine these guys feel some type of pull towards Dion. You might not get all of them, they might just. You know, they might move. There's there's also talk that maybe his son, like his his son's his quarterback. Maybe he's there's some talk of him maybe going to a P five for a year just to kind of get out, do go somewhere different, not be with his dad for a year, and then take a shot at the NFL if he does well. So Yeah, I agree. Uh Schrader Sanders, I think he threw for thirty two hundred yards this year, thirty two touchdowns, like four interceptions. Like he he lit it up. And yeah, definitely a guy the in the offensive player of the year in the swag. Definitely a guy who could play up uh, a few rungs for sure. Um, he's a four-star recruit, I believe. That quarterback. Yeah, I mean, talk about domino effect. What do you think FAU looks like if Strader stays at FAU? Yeah, it probably would have been helpful. 
<laughs> I mean, because <laughs> right. they're quarterbacks. For, I mean, God bless Nikosi Perry and his 18 years of eligibility. But I mean, Trader is a legitimately good quarterback who probably probably keeps Willie's job. So that's that's a fun little domino effect and butterfly effect for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be it would be quite. Dion would. Uh, it would be really interesting. I, I know for like for us, Dion would be the best hire for sure. In terms of oh, excitement, yeah. in terms of engage, people getting back engaged with the program, um, I think that would do it. Uh, in terms of maybe safest hire, I think Chadwell's probably a little safer just because he's got an extended history as a head coach at a bunch of different levels. Mm-hmm. But man, uh, Dion, the the promise and the hope of Dion is very alluring, and so. Yeah. I think with these top two guys, you're just hoping that the administration kind of sees, you know, the promise with either one of how and makes the investment that they'll reap on the back end. Because I think if they if they hire either one of these two guys, it's one of the best hires of the coaching cycle at any for anybody. Um, and if you don't, and now it's a it's a big disappointment. So hopefully, uh, they're opening up the checkbooks making those investments because I think they'll reap the rewards when they kind of, you know, sell out the on-campus stadium constantly. When that thing opens up, that thing will be packed to the gills, right? Yep. And, you know, according to reports, you know, Dion needs the stadium built expeditiously. Uh, so, I mean, he need, he needs it done ASAP. So, uh, if you guys know some of the buildings, Builders oh. from like roller coaster tech are gonna need you to to get on this. Yeah, all hands on deck. Everybody My grab joke. a grab a cement mixer. <laughs> get out there. Let's get this thing done quickly, right? I mean. Jeez Louise. Um for, Let's for not Chad words. I was gonna say both of these guys from top to bottom. Absolute home runs. Like we didn't think that they, this was even remotely available, and now you're saying these might be your two finalists. Yeah, if that's the case, that would be a monster, monster, monster job done by Michael Kelly. If you if you if you get one of these two guys, or these are your two, you're down to great process, great result. I would imagine. Yes, um, and. It, I mean, going back to when Michael Kelly got hired, we did a podcast inside like Colin's old jobs, like podcast studio. And he he, he said Michael Kelly was the reach candidate. And now if Michael Kelly can pull his own reach candidate of, of his own out of this uh, monstrosity of a program, um, that, that'd be pretty impressive. I think either one of these coaches, you're not winning right away. And you've got to give them time to kind of the culture's better. There's infrastructure there, but it's still a one in eleven football roster. Yeah, I, I think you know the keys, right? Keep as many guys on the offense as you can, add to them, supplement that with transfers and, and signees, but keep try to keep that core of those offensive guys and then you know, just open the floodgates on defense, bring in whatever you can yeah. and figure it out. Because that's if you can improve that side of the ball a decent amount, 
you can win some games next year with how the schedule shakes out compared to this. That's the other part that's, you know, we talked about it a ton, and that's what you're like, your one in six comment. They had a really tough beginning of the schedule. Um, so if you can figure out the defense a little bit, keep the offense humming, you could come out and have a pretty decent year. Uh, not a crazy year, probably not going to win nine games or anything, but you could, you know, maybe, you know, you could probably at least triple your wins. <laughs> There's also something to be said about getting wins and getting yeah, pl- the wins culture plural. there to win. And then all of a sudden, maybe that leads into not losing when you're up, you know, in the final two minutes of ev- of these games. Uh, Alabama notwithstanding, obviously. Yeah, that's an automatic dub. That in my preview next year, that's going to be one of my for sure for sure wins. That's a lock. <laughs> much like Howard and Temple, just much like Temple, it'll be a lock. <laughs> um, Joseph C asks question: What are the top three things that went wrong this season? <clears throat> um, I think in- injuries are important. I think injuries do mean. I think injuries were a big deal. It's just that the two seasons, like in, injuries were legitimate. Uh, it was legitimate. It's not excuse, but a legitimate reason for some of your struggles. But the problem was you'd already used up all your goodwill in the first two years by not winning very many games. So nobody wanted to hear it, but that was a legitimate excuse. I think injuries for sure. I mean, look out, but you look at one side of the ball, they had injuries too, and they kept on, they kept on going and kept on improving. The other side of the ball, when they got injuries, they just got worse and, never could get it quite on track. So, you know, I don't know. Did you whiff on your defensive coordinator hire or did you whiff on your defensive player evaluations in the portal the previous two years? Or scheme. I guess that would be coordinator. But Yeah, did you whiff there? You swapped your scheme and you didn't have the personnel. And when you tried to bring it in, you didn't get everybody in when you needed it. That That matters. But again, year three, it's hard to... It's hard to add that to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, you're not wrong there. If they would have just held him out, you know. Yeah. And then they they might. Yeah, they might. If they they could do it over, they might hold him out. And now it's totally different. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt after three jet sweeps and two touchdowns. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so bad. That was a rough start. First play. Oh, my oh, goodness. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I think injuries, uh, probably some combination of the defense bad and Bob Shoup. And then the third thing, um, uh, Jeff Scott not knowing how to coach in a close game is probably. Yeah, inability to close. Up there's been a. Uh, was a three-year issue. Also known as Lemon Booty. <laughs> yes. Uh, patent pending, Nathan Bond. Actually, Bomani Jones, but I've really, really leaned into it. But Mike, Nor- Mike Norvell, I mean, Mike Norvell, how about it? He's, like, that was, that Black Friday game was definitely something he should have, in years past, would have, Absolutely bent lemon booty his way out of a win, but he was able to overcome Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis wouldn't let him. He tried. He tried his damnedest, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh and uh uh die lemon booty. I would assume uh Ryan Silverfield, who's still somehow at Memphis, will be the new lemon booty coach in the American. 
There you go. It's a beautiful tradition. It really is. There's always one. I mean, shit, Gus tried to give it away on Saturday too. Oh, you could hear there. You could hear the puck ring. <laughs> Man, it got it got tight. It got you, real tight in that third you, quarter. You could hear I, the pucker. Dwayne Boyle's like literally. I don't know what he did, but I, I like three. I don't know. The fumbles were just like, oh my goodness. He played like a man. Like he really wanted it. He really wanted it. I thought some UCF players were going to like implode in upon themselves. The pucker was so, uh, the pucker was so immense. And, and I just, thought they would just disappear like a black like holes. Harry Potter when they like apparate or whatever it is. I thought it was going to be like that. They're just the <laughs> pucker so hard. They're going to get splinched. Uh, it went from a guy behind me saying at near the end, be like, fire Gus. He's the worst coach ever to after we win. Hey, we're going to the conference championship. <laughs> like, ah, uh, yes. The Bless. duality of a man. <laughs> any, any who's it's, um, I, I saw a couple of people kind of ask, are there any other options um, outside of Dion and Jamie Chadwell? Um, yeah, I think there are. Um, who? How do we want to address this? Um, I mean, what do you? What are they? What are they looking? What do you think they're looking for? It seems like they're looking for, based on Dion, based on Chadwell, it would seem like they're looking for guys with head coaching experience. And Chadwell, as you, I think you mentioned on Twitter. Chadwell's got like 22 guys from Florida on his roster. Correct. So you've got guys with Florida ties. Obviously, Dion has ties to Florida. So guys with head coaching experience, guys with um, ties to Florida. I know there's some that have one or the other, like Alex Atkins has one. He doesn't have head coaching experience. He's got ties to Florida. Um. You know, and then do you want a guy from the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball? So that, that's kind of right. if you want to fix the defense, there are guys out there that have uh head coaching experience that are have ties to Florida that coach defense. Yep. That um has a winning record in as a head coach, but still got fired. Yes. Um actually I think two of the options, uh well I guess one has a winning record um, in a different state. The other one has yeah. uh, a winning record in the state of Florida, but both were fired um, by their uh, by their coaches or by their programs, I should say. Um, Markwell Blackwell. I, I, so I heard the name on Saturday, um, and if I'm not mistaken, Will Turner from Bulls twenty four seven has him on his hot board. I don't think he's a he's an option as Army uh Meech, Mech says Mech he would Army Mech Army Mech excuse me um he was demoted from OC in what 2017 2018 uh by Dan Holgerson and relegated to running backs coach and now he's the running backs coach at Ole Miss um, do we really want the Charlie Weiss stink uh, back? Yeah. Um, 
I just don't think he's quite ready. That's an interesting name, Eric. Mm. Should should we put that one up there? Yeah, yeah, throw it up there. It's an interesting one. Hmm. Yeah, um, he would fit. He would fit some of the parameters, right? Yeah, I don't think he's allowed in South Florida anymore. So that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna be a tough sell. Yeah, it, it, you know, he'll, that's the guy you you keep uh, tricking on I mean, to recruit it, South Florida, so you don't have to go down there. You know, you, you don't exactly. Keep... That was that was that was gonna be my next. If, if it is Manny who. Uh, who's the DC at Penn State right now? Right, and they finished top. They were number eleven in SP Plus defense. They they were really good on defense. Mm-hmm. So he's in he the Big be, Ten. He's said to Big be a Ten candidate East. for FAU. Uh, but like you said, I don't know if he wants to go all the way down there. So yeah. maybe he could be a dark horse. Yeah, I, if you I, want a defensive guy, and then as a as we've kind of talked about, like do we want to keep the offense intact. Yeah, I mean, uh, Travis Trickett, it seems like he's really connected with the players. I think you either either if it's Gary or Byron Brown, you've got um, a good option at quarterback. And I've kind of lived by this all season long. Whoever has a better quarterback tends to win, especially at the college level. Um, it, it helps when you have a competent quarterback. I mean, we've we've seen it for. 10 years outside of the three Quint Flowers years. If you don't have a good quarterback, you can't win in this day and age. It's, it's way, it's way too hard to hide that blemish. Yeah, you have to be superior almost everywhere else on offense. And that's just not going to, I don't think it's going to happen at this level to where you're just going to every, I mean, it can where you're just, um, you know, but typically you need that guy there to kind of, to kind of, you know, cover up any other deficiencies so and yeah. i think they've got two pretty good ones coming back i mean as of now as of now so uh yeah and they kyle Barron asking ignoring the candidates do you guys prefer an offensive defensive person for usf and i think that's a it's a pretty interesting question um multi-layers right like so obviously dion even though he, he was he's a hall of fame cornerback i think everybody thinks Dion, they think the offense, right? Because they're an air raid attack. Jamie Chadwell has a really fun triple option through shotgun, but it's more passing. Yeah, it's offensive. like a hybrid. It's a, a hybrid. interesting it's a, hybrid offense. It's a it's the fun triple, right? Yeah. Um so do you want to do you want to replace a, a good offense with another good offense or do you want to find someone who can fix the defense. I mean, the defense isn't going to be a one-year fix regardless of who it is. But if you pick someone like Manny Diaz or uh, some of the other defensive guys who are kind of bandied about, now you kind of open it up. Now you get like two really exciting hires, right? It, regardless of who the head coach is. So now you've you've got a guy who could fix the defense. And then now the world opens into, okay, so what's the offense going to look like? Yeah. And that's where you can keep Travis Trickett or find someone else, bring bring someone else in. Um, what I what I found interesting about Manny Diaz is that after his first season, I believe, where he was kind of a little a lot more traditional. I think it was Dan Enos was his coordinator. I believe came from Alabama, was Tua's coordinator. Uh, didn't have Tua in Miami, so it got a little tougher. But I believe that was a coordinator his first year, a lot more pro style. And then he went out and got Rhett Lashley. 
Uh, and Lashley's the head coach of SMU. We all know what SMU does offensively. Really quick tempo, throwing the ball a ton, uh, but also has a nice run game. Uh, so that was – I always thought that was interesting that he kind of – because you see so many of these defensive guys not go out and get that all, really good offensive system because they, they're afraid that tempo and that kind of stuff will hurt their defense. Uh, but I think the, the, the guys that recognize that they need a really good offense as well uh, do really well. So that was one thing I, I really liked about Manny when he was at Miami is going out and get Lashley, and that helped his offense a ton. Um, the, my, my worry with him is his defense got a little worse in the years as he was a head coach. I don't know if that's tied to having to play more plays, but, you know. Lashley, they it's, also uh, have Derek King, too, which is uh, a nice, uh, nice quarterback helpful. to have. Yeah. Uh, even if you go get a Manny Diaz, do you think it would be viewed as a disappointment? Because, uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's as we mentioned, man, you, you're really setting yourself up for failure if it's not Dion or Jamie Chadwell, which is unfortunate. I think some of the other options, well, I don't, I wouldn't go that far about Chadwell's Chad not be, a disappointment. Chadwell's not a disappointment at all. Chadwell's got a better coaching record than Dion does. He just doesn't have the name of Dion, but Chadwell's a and really well, a, well, who has a mullet? Coach. Yes. I mean, Chadwell was, he's, I, 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 you don't know why he's consistently seemingly, it seems like maybe it's because he wants to bring his entire staff with him. He's been like runner up for a lot of P5 jobs last three years. He, he was, um, I know Tennessee, he was kind of in that Tennessee search when they went with Hypo. Uh, Georgia Tech allegedly wanted him and, and he, one rumor was that he wants to bring his whole staff with him. So, some of these power five schools were like recruiting is super important. Um, and you need guy, you know, you feel like you need guys that have recruited in these conferences before, like sec recruiting is very important. If you don't have guys that have recruited in the sec before you get what happened to Auburn uh, under Harston, where he brought a bunch of Boise state guys with him and they recruited terribly. So I, I think Chadwell wanting to bring those guys is maybe the only reason he's not at a P five right now. So he's uh I, I think he's a pretty good coach, and either yeah. one of these guys would be just monster home runs. Yeah, and to get back to Bob's uh, kind of point, I, I think so, right? Because it's it's the hype. I mean, these are the two sought after names, and if you land if you land one of them, oh my gosh, wow! USF recruiting queue. I saw uh, Chris Torello uh, tweet out. Uh, a clip from I think it was the Rich Eisen show about Bruce Feldman talking about USF football on a national syndicated show like that that happens because of Dion right it, like I Jamie Jamie Chadwell definitely doesn't move the needle like that except for college football nerds like they're uh, college football nerds are going to be all over it they're going to say it's a it's a good option it's a good hire but I mean it's Dion freaking Sanders like you can't so if you go from Dion or Chadwell to Manny Diaz or Tom Herman, Willie Simmons, whomever, it's it's going to be felt like a, a loss and a disappointment. And then you're you're setting your guy up for failure from jump and he hasn't even stepped foot on campus unless you're Dion. You were there today. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that is that is true. And this is. Uh, yeah, this I think you're right. That like Dion does bring a level of excitement, like Nathan said, that nobody else can match, right? Um, but I think Chadwell, he like I, I think Nate just kind of said it. it. People that follow the sport 
uh, and cover the sport will say it was a great hire. R- average Joe on the street that kind of just watches their games may not be super into it. But Dion, you get the guys. That, I think with Dion, you'll get kind of everybody talking about it, obviously, right? So there is, I think there is probably going to be levels of it or Dion. Uh, but I think there's a, a big enough group of fans now that have started to learn, learn about Chadwell because his name's been coming about for a little bit now. They would be excited, but probably not as excited as Dion. And then there's a, just a chasm, I think, if it's not one of those two. Yep. Chadwell's de- So Chadwell's defenses, real quick, Kyle, his defense this year is bad. He graduated a bunch of guys, but his previous two were pretty good. If you look at SP Plus and things like that, they were like 30th and or maybe 40th and then top 20 or top 25 in 2020. So um, they, they've they been good in the past. They're just, yeah, they're not very good this year uh, because they graduate a bunch of guys and are playing a bunch of young guys. So um, that will be something that I think gives people pause when they first go look. But, but uh, it's still, I think they're, they're really bad in yards per play and they're still like a yard and a half better than USF was. On yeah. So, I mean, I think they're like around the 90th uh, ranked uh, defense SP plus wise. That gets USF five wins. Yeah, I think they're 88. Yeah. That, that's, that's a five win season for Jeff Scott. And he still has his job if the defense is 88. So uh, there's some trade off there. The offense is still pretty good. Um, and, I mean, the big question mark, right? You're losing Cincinnati. You're losing Central Florida. You losing Houston. Outside of maybe UTSA coming in next year, there really isn't, it, it, as well as uh, Tulane. I, uh, you know, they're in the conference title game. They're going to be exciting to watch. There isn't the influx of talented programs that uh, just off like Charlotte fired their head coach. They're they got the dude from Michigan who kind of turned that program around for them. So there's, there really isn't much excitement. So if you can just stop some of the worst teams better than you did this year, keep the offenses flowing as much as possible, given whoever's going to be there. And that's such the, the, the big, the biggest question mark is, all right, so is Brian Batie going to stay it, Jimmy Horn's seemingly out the door. Xavier Weaver seemingly out the door. Uh, Chaffrey Brown got hurt and didn't finish the season. Uh, Joe Joe was hurt. Does he stay? He came to Tampa because he had the the connection with Jeff Scott. Um, on and on and on. Yusuf Terry was kind of kind of a bust. It, so now you're kind of going back to the starting line with your uh, skill position players. So it, it's it's going to be a tough one. And uh, Joseph C, uh, imagine that tweet and then announcing Tom Herman. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's why it makes the it makes that tweet so much funnier because they tweet that the the person who tweeted that out literally no inkling, no idea what's going on with this coaching search. So they're now they're just like, well, it was a funny bit. (laughs) It was was a funny bit. And uh, come on down, Sterling Gilbert, your new head coach like it. Oh, buddy. (laughs) That's when I when I first. when I first read it, I was like, well, you know, what's next? They're going to be like, hey, we're going to announce our coach in prime time tonight. And then you get to 8 o'clock. All right. Hey, we're hiring Jason Candle. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. I think I'd quit. I would man. quit. I'd quit. I would quit covering USF if that was the hire. I'm not Straight a big up. guy. No, no Jason Candle, please. You can't have that much recruiting talent, recruiting edge, and 
go seven and five every single year in the MAC. Yeah, lost seven games the last two years where he's been a touchdown or more favorite. Uh, it's just not good. <laughs> Much like my internet. <laughs> if Scott's Tots was a tweet, yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh man! I did get ready for the Larry Scott. If, if just in case, if there was a Larry Scott of the eventuality, I'm ready for it. I'm ready but for Scott's Tots 2.0. Also had a losing record and lost to Jeff Scott. So there's that, that's a that's a pox on his house at this point. Well, you know, just in case, I just want you guys to know that we're we're ready. <laughs> We're, we're ready for if it comes down to Scott's thoughts again, we've got it. We've got it ready. Incredible. Outstanding. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No. I don't think so either. Um, but I mean, uh, unless something's happened in the last hour, I think there's really not much to, to kind of uh, discuss. Um, the Dion thing today was full, was crap. Uh, just, Trust me on that. Uh, it was crap. It was absolute crap. Do not unretweet it if you've retweeted it. Um, it just, is it Nathan? Is it possible that that was all incorrect and it still could be Dion late uh, down the line? Is that possible? Or are you saying it's kind of? Oh no, it, it's this. It's distinctly possible. I just think that the on campus thing was. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. So there's also no. there's also that. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. Um that video he made has already been deleted. Did he make did he make a video about it? Hold up. Like what Joseph, you, you, you gotta answer this. Yeah, JP Peterson made a video about the Dion thing. No. Oh, did somebody take a screenshot? Oh my god. Oh man! Oh, please tell me someone got a video of that. Did anyone? Did anyone get video of that? Maybe someone got ninety percent of the video. <laughs> yeah, well, ten percent could have been wrong. You know that it's still fluid. <laughs> oh man! But he was definitely on campus. <laughs> he basically read his tweets. <laughs> oh no. It's my radio guys. Oh, oh man. man. Oh. You Face know what? That, that makes my heart warm and fuzzy. And that was on that was on Twitter and he's already deleted it. That might uh that might give you an indication on uh Yeah, that might give you a real indication that uh maybe. Just maybe. Oh my gosh. Oh Ricky Ricky would it? <laughs> Put up a ten dollar bounty. I mean, yeah, I'll do it. Screw it. If you can find it, I'll, I will absolutely Venmo you ten bucks. I mean, yeah. now Ricky, Ricky's asking, "Hey guys, any thoughts on this?" And what? What's the thought, buddy? Yeah, we can't see on what Ricky. We're waiting with bated breath. Very excited, actually. Uh, I, Did he? I don't. Okay. Well, um, I tweeted something about growth. He liking a bunch of Dion's tweets. Okay. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, mm. I mean, it's uh, again, Dion's still <laughs> definitely on the table. It's just that the person tweeting all this stuff doesn't know what he's talking about. So there's those two things. 
but both things could be absolutely true at the same time, right? Where Dion is still he could he could absolutely be hired, but also at the same time, this person did not know a lick of what he was saying and got played by someone's camp. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm saying that's what happened. Okay, but the Tom Brady angle, that that's an angle. That's interesting. Didn't think about that one. The Brady signed his kid to his not even that specifically, but Tom Brady being here. I don't know. Nah, I, I mean, no, I don't. Th- I don't think that matters much. It's a cool thing, but whatever. Um, with that, let's get out of here. It's it is ten eighteen. I've got work tomorrow. You guys have work tomorrow. You all have work tomorrow. Uh, and our job is going to be scrolling Twitter to see. Uh, <laughs> Uh, two more things, real quick. Uh, uh, UAB might hire Trent Dofer. What? He's coach. He's a uh, he's coaching a high school team. High school I, I think it's like halfway that. decent. Yeah, California, right? They, yeah. But they could have went Tyson Helton. They're going to go Trent Dofer. You know what? Could be. And then uh, Matt Grothy also liked a, a Daniel DePrado tweet this today. So <gasps> you never know. Mm-hmm. Take the tag mm-hmm. off, right? Three, three, three straight run. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was his call? I think that was. I think that was his call. Uh, you think so? I think that was his call as head coach. So let's just run it. I'm not positive, the clock. but yeah, I think that I, might have been I, his call. We we should film room that just to see if those were options because I I could I can. They were all. They were all. Uh, I know the first two were read options, and one of them he should have pulled. And Byron Brown, you can see him like hit his hands together after because he knows he should have pulled it. I could see we need to kill the clock, do whatever to kill the clock, but just three straight runs up the middle. I don't know. Yeah, like to no. call it like that. But then you also have the flip side. I mean, the very next day, the Bucks are with the lead with like three minutes left, and they 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 throw the ball on second and third down and stop the clock, and Cleveland goes down and scores. Then they win in overtime, and you lose your right tackle. So it all comes out in the wash, I guess. Bucks defense, USF defense. Yeah, I mean both. I mean I don't know um, I, if Dion or not. Chat. I mean I vote Seth for head coach too. I it'd be incredible. Um, the amount of great a, great access. The amount of scoops the Daily Stampede would end up having uh, would be remarkable. I mean it'd be blatant and obvious. Right. And I we'd probably be banned uh, from covering the team, but the amount of no. scoops that we would have, he would hire us. We w- we would be hired. Content, yeah, content side, content side. Exactly- I'm, I might go get a for payout out of uh, to come coach the defense. You know, uh, work 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 my uh, work my connections there. You know, that's, yeah. that'd be probably a good one. That seems like that might have been helpful last time around. Uh, you know, I, I take a reduced salary so I can get some good assistance. You know. Yeah, I'll take a measly million bucks. Yeah, that's all I need right there. That's it. I did. I, I coached at Palmetto for a little while back in the day. And then uh, all over after that. So, yeah, I coached in Manatee County for a little bit. There we go. We're ready. Yeah, there you go. Keep Trickett. Let him do his thing. Trickett, do your thing, buddy. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Got sent the uh, 
the picture. No one. Oh, wait. Hold up. Let me see if this works. Oh, that's been taken down. Yeah. You'll have not more on this. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe selling the truth. We will not have more on this. <laughs> we will not have more on this tomorrow because, well, it was maybe made up. Yeah, I coached. Uh, I coached 2010 to 2012, and then 2015 or 2014, 2015 at Palmetto. Hmm. Yeah. We made the regional final. <laughs> And if we had the new system where it was we don't have to play Miami schools, we'd have won the state championship. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> it's your trophy. I just hate oh, Duke man. Johnson till this day. Oh geez. <laughs> mm. no. Oh yeah, um, I'd give I'd give Jerry Odom a call. I think he's pretty happy though. He's got like a nice farm up there in Tusculum. He uh almost Beat the school or tie the school record for wins in a season this year. So I think he's bring him on as like your chief of staff. He's a bit chaotic as a defensive guy, too, right? Oh, he's an awesome, he's an awesome defensive coordinator. Really, really good. I mean, pair him up with Danny for Pale, bro. I seen both of those guys talk at the, the coaches clinic that we went to. Like, they're a match made in heaven. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a dynamic defense right there. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Frazier was before my time. I was uh I was <laughs> I was not in high school until uh two, I graduated in two thousand five. So heard about Tommy Frazier, didn't get the chance to watch him. But he was uh, pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for everybody. It seems like there was a bunch of people tuning in tonight. I, I appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, uh consuming the the podcast, the film room, the content that we provide. Hopefully it's been informative and not just a bunch of dudes hanging out, which it is, but hopefully you've learned at least one thing over the course of these 13 weeks or however long it's been. I would yeah. That's pretty safe, right? That's a safe assumption. At, at minimum, one person learned one thing in 13 weeks. We had some good at film rooms. Level. Yeah. Had some good film rooms. Uh, had skipped some, so that was nice too. <laughs> oh, such a reminder. Eric's learned one right? thing. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> well, I think we. I, I think we knew that last year too. I don't know, man. Uh, it was. I think you know what. I'd say that as bad as the defense didn't improve. I thought your internet. I thought your internet improved a lot this season. I think so too, man. It just got worn out, man. Could you imagine my internet having to put up with a one and eleven season? Yeah. Like it had high hopes. It had high hopes for the year, and then just incrementally got worse and worse and worse. So yeah, and then the one time we had the great film room lined up, my internet literally just went in the toilet. So yeah, so there it's you go. It's been a bad year. Have... It's been a tough year all around, fighting through the adversity. <laughs> yeah. But we but made we pers- it. But we pers- we made it, uh, bitch. Barely. <laughs> no, thank um, you. Oh wow, thanks. Perfect. Uh, also, shoot me your Venmo, Joseph, and I will send that to you. Um, <laughs> my guy. Um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, film room this week, uh, Seth, do we want to? Uh, probably not. No. No? <laughs> I <don't. laughs> I'm, not, I'm not prepared. For, I don't have one prepared that's, right now. That's fair. That's we can fair. always it's do it been... later. <laughs> it's not that game yeah. ain't going anywhere. No. Yeah. Uh, we... Uh, we're, we're tapping out. Um, but I will, I will say uh, 
Bribati was oh god, he was so fun. And really I good. like uh, we we all know Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver gone, but if they can keep him uh, that'd you know, be fantastic. You know he'd be pretty good in Jamie Chadwell's offense. Brian Petit. He'd be pretty good in it, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, hey, we'll, we'll we'll break out the emergency broadcast for that one. To whoever it is, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll break it out. We'll we'll be ready if it's Dion. We'll you'll get we'll put the red sirens in there too. It'll be we'll be ready. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Joseph. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get her some crumble this week. She uh she was very nice to Brody today. Uh, he was having a tough go of it and let uh, Samantha change the channel. Um, to watch Coco Melon while he uh kind of settled down, so that was really That's sweet. Nice. So my uh yeah. my my four year old, I got a video this morning. Of my four year old telling uh, my six year old that she's gonna punch her in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so there you go. Did was she about that life or was she all talk? Oh, I think she did it. Oh, <laughs> hey man, you don't don't talk about be about it. I appreciate I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, she's uh she's about that action. <laughs> she's about that action boss. All right, y'all. Let's get out of here. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um for Seth Vito, I have been Nathan Bond for Steve, for everybody. Uh we'll have the emergency show when things get hired. Uh, we'll do it all, we'll do everything. But for now, we're signing off this one eleven season. 2023 starts now. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Dion me or Chadwell me? <laughs> <laughs>